Hi, I'm Kerry. I'm the host of Best of Us Investors, and I'm getting a little squeamish. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a little fearful of what I think is going to happen uh, over the next year relative to the 2020 recession, if we want to put that label on it. There's some question, are we in a recession? Or are we going into a recession? I think it's really irrelevant. It's going to happen uh, whether we're there or not. It, we need to prepare for it. And so we need to think it through. And there are three elements of it. There's inflation, um, then there's interest rates, and then there's a Russian war. And, and I think we need to think through what are the overall effects of those three elements that and how is it going to affect the stock market and how is the financial world going to, result, uh, going to react to it. And that's what I want to talk about today because what I want to focus on is what am I going to do about it? What am I, carry going to do about it with my holdings in the stock market if I believe that there is a recession? And if I understand what the effects of the recession will be, how am I going to react? Am, am I going to buy? Am I going to sell? Am I going to hold? And what is the what are my motives? And what is the best action I can take? So that's what I want to do in this video. And I want to I want to put those three elements: um, inflation, interest rates, and war into perspective, and then draw a conclusion of what's going to happen. Okay. That's what this video is about. First thing you need to do, though, is subscribe and understand this is not financial advice. This is financial education, and I'm going to give you the best I got. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Okay, the first thing I want to do is, is to look at this chart. I think it's so important that we understand the history that has brought us to where we are so that we can understand where we're going. And what this chart shows you is the S&P 500 back to uh, about 1982, about to 1980. And as you can see, the stock market just kind of went danced along at a, at a slow pace and then with the digital revolution the introduction of the internet we had a surge what you also got to understand is the introduction of the internet was also the introduction of globalization we made it possible to communicate in an instant all over the world that opened up supply chains and we opened up markets this is when we decided we we no longer wanted to make my Nike shoes in the United States, and we wanted to make them in China so I could pay half price for them. That's when that decision was made. And you can see the exuberance over the, the thought of all this took the market skyrocketing, and, and, then, it, and then it collapsed. And then you see we, we got involved in some bad banking practices. That's what we should call the subprime crisis, bad banking practices. Put the blame where it's at. And people lost jobs and people lost homes. Nobody lost, nobody really lost homes 
back in the dot-com bubble because that only affected people who had stocks and who were aggressively investing in the stock market. The, the, the subprime crisis was much more devastating because it, it took jobs away and, and it put people out of their houses. And then we were introduced to something called quantitative easing. And to make that really easily understood, it's the Treasury's ability to print money. And as you can see here on this chart, in uh, 2008, we had, as a nation, because of this ability to print money to pay bills that we don't have money to pay, uh, we had a national debt of $8 trillion. And we climbed along at a rate, and then in 2020, um, between March and December of 2020, we printed $9 trillion and distributed it amongst our citizens, our businesses, and 20% of it went to fraud. But that's another issue. We printed in eight in nine months as much as it took us 208 years to print before. Uh, so that's what dro- took this market and drove it like a rocket headed for Mars. And now that's what's created the three things we need to talk about. Inflation, interest rates, and the war. Yeah, the war had something to do with it as well. So that's where we're at at this point. Inflation. What does that mean? That means that wheat is up 89% in the last year. 40% of its world's of, of of the world supply comes from Ukraine. Sunflower oil. Yeah, sunflower oil up 44%. 80% of that comes from Ukraine. That's the war, okay? But it's creating inflation. Palm oil what the hell is palm oil? Made in Indonesia, it's up 87%. And half the items in your grocery store have palm oil. I want to share this with you because this is what's causing the inflation. Meat, poultry, fish, and eggs, when you go to the grocery store, they're going to be up 13%. Your overall food that comes into your home is up 11%. What this really has, has mean is that where it's important is not you, and it's not me. It's the people in Africa and the third world countries. Food insecurity has doubled to 276 million people. That's roughly the, the, the population of the United States, to give you some reference, is about 200, uh, 356 but 276 million people in the world don't have a secure source for food. And that's up 500% since 2016. Now, let's talk about fuel. Oil in the last year, up 49%. Natural grass, up 73%. Coal, nobody talks about coal, up 207%. Heating oil, That's going to be a subject come, uh, what would it be, probably next October, November, it's up 105%. So this is what's affecting 
our world. This is inflation. That translates into the stock market where I want to invest. Now, Ken Langone. Ken Langone is about nine years older than me. He had the good fortune of two guys showing up and talking to him um, several years ago and saying, we want to put Ace Hardware out of the, out of business. Let's start a place called Home Depot. Ken, we need some money. Ken was the investor. So here's what he has to say on inflation. This morning, I saw him on uh, CNBC talking to Becky Quick. He and I talk every day. And last year, we were both saying how insane it was that we weren't addressing the issue of inflation. I saw it in our truck leasing business. I saw it in our food distribution business. You could, you could see it in the consumer's spending habits. Used cars are selling for more than they sold for when they were brand new. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. So all the signs were there. And, and as I say, the safe course of action would have been to say, maybe it's transitory, but we're not going to take the chance that it's not. And we're going to put the brakes on. So we, now, would that have precipitated a recession? Maybe. But if it did, the recession would be less severe than the one that's coming by virtue of what we have to do now. How inevitable is that recession in your view? Are we in a recession right now? I think we are in a recession right now. I think intellectually and mentally we're in a recession right now. It isn't going anywhere. It is a part of where we're going. And I need to accept that as an investor and then make my decisions how that I'm, I'm, I think that's going to affect the stocks that I hold. Stocks that I hold, Amazon, Google, AppleSoft, Microsoft, um, and, uh, NVIDIA. If, if you're paying more for uh, uh, meat, poultry, and fish, and eggs, 13%, you're not going to buy as much on Amazon. You're not going to do as many searches for women's blouses on Google. So their their revenues are going to come down because of inflation. Interest rates. Let's talk about interest rates. The U.S. Treasury today is at 3.3%. About two years ago, it was at about zero. Okay? I believe it'll go to 5.13 within the next year. Okay? Um, And then uh, this will bankrupt... A lot of the companies that you bought in SPACs, remember that SPAC tsunami that we had in 20, uh, 2020, there's, there's a bunch of them going to go bankrupt because they don't have the primary interest rate, which is right now at 3.3. They're probably paying about 8% on their lended money. Well, that's going to go up to probably 12%. So they're going to have a 50% increase in their debt service. That'll bury them because it's probably going to last at least a year or two years. So what I need to look at is my portfolio and say, Look at their cash reserves. How much money do they have in cash? If I own a company that is not making money, do they have two years of cash that 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 they can survive the next two years? Because those interest rates on that, if they have borrowed money, is going to go from 8, 10, 12%. There's going to be a lot of bankruptcies. So if you have stocks in your portfolio, you, that that don't have operating capital that can take them for the next two years, bail on them, get out of them. Now, 
What about the 30-year mortgage? 30-year mortgage was down around <clears throat> two and a third percent. It's now up to 5.89. It'll go to eight. It'll go to eight probably within the next year. What's that going to do? Is that going to put anybody out of work? Well, it might hurt some real estate agents. But what you need to recognize is it will slow the real estate industry. But this is why Wall Street, and I told you about this about 90 days ago, was going into the rental home business. They're building homes in mass to rent, not to sell, but to rent. And that's why they're doing it, because they saw this coming. So the real estate industry is going to come to a bit of a halt. So because the the young people who, I mean, I 8% interest on a mortgage was a, a gift from God when I built my, when I bought my first home, I paid 14%. But the millennials, the, the Zoomers, they don't understand interest rates. They don't understand that if you're going to borrow money from, from me, to buy a house that's going to appreciate, you should pay me 8% at least. But they don't understand that. So your, your real estate market's going to slow down. And so your millennials, rather than moving out of their parents' basements, they're going to move into one of Wall Street's rental homes and mom and dad will help pay the rent. And that that is what's going to happen there. Okay, so with that in mind, I need to recognize that interest rates are going to hurt the the people, the companies that I own that aren't finance, and I need to recognize if I own any companies that are in the real estate business, that's going to slow down, okay? So I've got those two taken care of. Now let's talk about the war. If you didn't read this article, it was actually in... uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday, Sunday, June 21st, or yeah, 25th paper. If you didn't read this article about uh, how far do Putin's imperial ambitions go, I will give you a copy of it. I, I have turned it into a PDF, and in the description, I'll give you a link to this article. It will open your eyes. We as citizens believe that the Russian population is not behind Vladimir. We are wrong. The the Russian population believes that the Soviet Union was taken from them. I didn't realize this, but prior to the breakup of the Soviet Union, Russia owned one-sixth of the world's dirt. That's right, one-sixth. They don't anymore. The, 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 the Soviet Union fell apart. And since that day, Vladimir and his cronies had made the decision, we're going to build an army to take back what is ours. And that's the path they're going on. Now, does it have anything to do with the world globalization? Yes, because Prussia also, while they were building their army, they were harvesting their oil and their 
their uh, gas and making Europe dependent upon it. There's only one country over there, France, who gets 86% of their energy from nuclear power. Shame on the United States. We had the same opportunity. But Germany, Germany is, Russia has them by the short hairs. They really do. Uh, England, not so much, but also Ireland, that Russia is in a position right now with their dependence on oil and natural gas and their nuclear arsenal to basically bring Europe to its knees. Now, the United States has pretty much said, "Uh uh-uh, we ain't getting in that nuclear war. They're, they're meeting over there today, and I'm sure this subject is on the agenda. U.S., are you willing to have a contest of who, pres- who pushes the nuclear button first? I think Joe says, keep me out of it. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to nationalization. We're going to eliminate our dependency on China, where we only get 4% of our oil from Russia, and that can change tomorrow. And we're, we're out of this. We're going to become the United States of America. And uh, we are going to depend upon our neighbors north and south. And your problem is your problem. That's the deglobalization. And that's what I talked about in my video where I covered uh, Peter Zeon's book that the beginning of the end is just the beginning or whatever it is. So, and if you want a copy of that free book, I'll put a link in the uh, description so that you can get a free copy of that book yet. Amazon was supposed to have me a copy by Saturday, but it's not shown up yet. So, Amazon maybe has some problems. I know the distribution center over here, the closest to me, they don't have the the employees they had um, just several months ago. So that's my take on what's going to happen. And how, how I am going to invest is I will probably sell between 33 and 50 percent of my Google, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, and NVIDIA before the end of July. Because I believe once we hit the end of July and they come out with their earning reports, the market's going to react negatively. As these other issues that I have talked about, I believe we've got a substantial cutback in uh, the S&P Um, maybe another 33%, and I'm going to pick a bottom on each of these stocks and the other stocks I have, and I'm going to talk about it on our Friday afternoon stock talk. Our Friday afternoon stock talk is a time when our tribe gets together and we talk about things like what I'm just talking about now, and I invite you to join us and come spend a little time with other people who have a common interest with you to make money in what is going to be a very volatile stock market. If you don't believe me, look again at this chart and understand some for every action. Remember those balls that used to swing back and forth? Bing, bing, bing. For every action, there is a reaction. Well, this spike in from from um 2008 
to 2022 is in the reaction state. We shot up. Now we're going to shoot down. The only question is, how, how low will it go? If you want more education like this, subscribe, become a member, and join us at our Friday Stock Talk.